starring heroes, real biblical manhood in a counterfeit world. Woo! HeroStuffBro.com <laughs> Look, I got a whole lot to say in a little bit of time, so I need you to keep your ears peeled and your eyes open or vice versa. Look, today we are talking about men without chest, part two. You had one job. You had one job. You had one job. Just the one. Just the one. Like Loki said, you had one job. Just the one. So only got a little bit of time. So I gotta I'm gonna I'm gonna spit it to you real raw. Here we go. So here we go. This is uh, Doug Wilson, a quote from Doug Wilson. Masculinity is the glad, sacrificial assumption of responsibility. The glad, sacrificial assumption of responsibility. Men are one job. God has given us one job. And that's to take responsibility. Take responsibility. You don't believe what I said? You don't believe me? Look at chapter two of Genesis, where it says, I got my handy dandy sword. Look, listen, turn pages, page turn. Sorry. Look at it. Listen. There we go. Let me, uh huh. Uh huh. Gotta make it all noisy for you. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Genesis chapter one, verse 28. And God said to them, and God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the air, fish of the air, fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, this was God said, this is the word of the Lord. So God immediately when he created Adam and in Adam and Eve, uh, when he created Adam, and then on verse chapter two, he describes the Bible describes the 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 making of Eve out of Adam's rib, right? But he he put Adam in a garden to tend to things. He gave him responsibilities, and you can see it in the new in a in a in a, in Genesis two. Adam was responsible for naming the animals. Adam was responsible for tending the garden. Adam was was responsible. He he gave Adam responsibility he gave him responsibility so god what god gave adam the responsibility to hold on to the word that he said he said of every tree of the garden you may surely eat but the one that's in that's in the midst of the garden the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you will not eat lest you will die then after that he created eve God created Eve out of the rib of Adam, right? So Adam was given responsibility to subdue, to have dominion over, to cultivate, to, to tend, to trim, to, to do whatever it, it, it takes to make sure this garden flourishes, this world flourishes in men. We have been given the same cultural mandate right uh not cultural yeah same same cultural mandate let me say that like that 
We have been given the same thing to subdue, to have dominion, to take over, to go and conquer. With the with the Great Commission, we have a mandate to go and conquer in the name of the Lord, to teach every nation, baptizing them, teach them everything that Jesus Christ has commanded, teaching them to obey. We have that mandate. We have that responsibility, right? But then something happened. Something happened in chapter three, where you see the serpent come in and the serpent is, is, is spitting game to, to his wife, uh, to Adam's wife, right? Um, and, and saying things like, did God really say? Did God really say this? Did God really say that? And then there's a reason for, there's a reason for the created order, right? God created Adam first, then created Eve from Adam right so eve's design woman's design is to help man her husband is to be a helpmeet to her husband right that's that's the design of the woman that's the reason why they were created to help the man right but what satan do in chapter three he reversed the order he went to the woman first he went to the woman first to say, did to have her question, what did God really say? Did God really say this? Why? Because Adam was given the word and he was communicating that word to Eve, um, not secondhand, but it was Adam talking to Eve about what God said, right? So when Satan came in, he was able to say, did God really say this? Or basically, or was it just your husband? Or did God really say this, but did he really mean this? Did God really say this, or does he mean this? Were you, so, I mean, I'm getting all in a in a, uh, in a loop. I don't wanna get in a loop. So, let's keep it going. So Satan went to Eve to reverse the order, to cause chaos, to, um, yeah, to reverse the order, to reverse the creation order. He went to the woman to present this faulty theology, right? Did God really say? And she says, no, God said you can't do this, but you can do that. And uh, if we do that, we'll surely die. God said that that you, can, you can't eat from the tree, nor can you touch it, or you'll surely die, right? And... Satan was like, no, you won't, you won't die. He knows, see, he, you won't die, but God knows that if you eat up this tree, you will become a God. You become a God, God adjacent, God equal to God being able to discern what's good and evil. See, God is holding something back from you, woman. God is holding something back from you. He wants, he don't want you to be like him. Right, he don't want you to be like him, so he's keeping this from you. He's keeping the true, the good stuff back. He's keeping the good stuff in the back, right? So Eve was Eve was convinced, and the, the Bible describes when she when she saw the fruit and she thought it can make her wise and it was good for for food and it can make her powerful and it can give her dominion. It can make her the head. It can it, it, all these things, right? She took and ate. Then she gave it to Adam, her husband, who was standing along with her. Again, 
responsibility. You had one job, Adam, one job. So don't let's not brush past the fact that Adam was standing along with her this whole time, standing by being passive, um, really giving up his responsibility to protect his wife, to hold on to the word, to, but, but, but let, let's not be too hard on Adam because we do the same thing, right? Don't we do the same thing when we allow the world to allow the serpent, the, the commercials, the, the, the fitness industry, all that stuff to speak to our wives in a way that makes them feel insignificant. We allow maybe it's Maybelline to talk to our wives to make them feel like their skin, the way they are is is wrong, is something wrong with you, you need this, you need Botox, you need this lift, you need this. We allow the Kardashians and Instagram, we allow, we sit around and we allow it, not only do we allow it, we partake in it. We partake in the Instagram models and looking at their booties. We partake in all those things, we, we partake in a lasciviousness and we, and we sit back and allow Satan to destroy our wives, not taking responsibility, not taking dominion, not taking the reins and correcting. So we really only have one job and that is responsibility. Take responsibility. So Adam eats and God God comes to the garden, Adam eats, right? We, we know the story, Adam eats the fruit. Then immediately their eyes open. Remember, nothing happened when Eve ate the fruit. Nothing happened. And something happened when Adam ate the fruit. Why? Because the command was given to Adam. Because Adam was in charge. Now listen to this. In the, in the, in the next verses or so, God comes into the garden and he calls who? He calls Adam. Adam, why? Because Adam is in charge. Adam, where are you? God knew where knew where he was, right? Adam, where are you? And he says, I, I, I heard you walking in the garden and I got scared. This is Adam talking. I got scared. I'm paraphrasing. And I got scared uh, because I was naked and I put fig leaves together um, so you won't see my nakedness, right? And God said, who, who, wait a minute, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I told you not to? Who told you, Adam? Who told you, Adam, you were naked? You were responsible. You have the responsibility. And immediately, immediately, Adam passed the buck. Immediately. And this is the effeminacy that creeped in. He says, um, verse eight of chapter three, and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. But the Lord called out to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, the woman whom you have, you have, um, whom you gave me to be with me 
gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. It's the effeminate man that will thrive on excuses. Look, counterfeit masculinity, this is from Doug Wilson's book, Future Men, Future Men by Doug Wilson. Counterfeit masculinity excels in making excuses. Counterfeit masculinity excels in making excuses. Uh, the, in the counterfeit world, men make excuses for not taking responsibility for their own actions. If you don't believe me, let's think about the school system, right? Inner city schools are full of the fatherless, right? Inner city schools, uh, fatherlessness is, is rampant all over. But in our inner city, there's a particular bend to the excuse of behavior because of this or because of that. So you excuse the behavior of the child because of their because of their upbringing or their mom's not around or their that, that you excuse certain behavior. So they're able little Johnny's able to to knock over desks, kick up, kick students, hit students, all that other stuff because they're upbringing. You little Johnny's able to to cuss at teachers and all that stuff because, well, maybe that's just how they raise and that's just how they talk. Little Johnny's able to to be disrespectful and really not learn anything because of excuses, right? It's counterfeit masculinity that thrives in excuses. So what, Adam, what did Adam do immediately when God confronted him to give him grace to take responsibility over his own actions? He blamed it on his wife. But the problem was he is in charge. You are in charge. The woman is going to sin, right? Not saying the women don't sin, women don't uh, mess up, women don't be aren't conniving, aren't gossips, aren't aren't sinners. That's not what I'm saying. But what I what I am saying is, when God confronts you with yours, with your sin, you take responsibility and don't blame it. On the Instagram models, don't blame it on the Pornhub. Don't blame it on uh, you was young and you saw porn. Now it's stuck in you and you can't do nothing about it. You were don't blame it on I was angry and I oh my dad was angry and, and now I'm just following in his footsteps and my dad had a drinking problem so now I have a drinking problem. My dad had um, issue. My dad wasn't around so I'm not around for my kids. No real masculinity takes responsibility for his actions. So Adam passes the buck and I'm gonna get to the curse in a little bit, right? I'm gonna get to the curse in a little bit, but I'm gonna keep on going in this, in this uh, a future men book. Cause it's another quote, true masculinity accepts responsibility period. While, while false masculinity will not try to accept responsibility for, well, oh, sorry, will try to accept responsibility only for success. 
See, true masculinity will take responsibility for failures and its success. False masculinity or counterfeit masculinity will only take responsibility for the successes in life. So God said to Adam, so God said to Adam, because you listen to your wife, the voice of your wife and have eaten, which I commanded you, you should not eat, curses the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat all the day of, days of your life. Thorns and thistles shall bring, uh, it shall bring forth and you shall eat plants of the field and by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread until you return to the ground for out of it you were taken for you are dust and dust you shall return see adam was cursed not because he gave funny names to animals right he wasn't cursed because he taught called a fly a fly and a rhinoceros a rhinoceros and he wasn't he he, he did he named a uh um, a koala, a koala bear, but it's really a marsupial. He named, came up with the name kangaroo. He wasn't cursed about that, or nor was he cursed because he he planted the the roses too close to the uh, the 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 uh, plumerias, right? No, Adam was cursed because he did not take responsibility. He did not take dominion. And I want to leave, I want to, want to, want to hit you with something right fast. I, I, I heard this question before. Why did God allow Satan to even come into the garden? And why did he allow this to happen? Right. And I thought about it for a little bit. And this is just my thoughts. He already gave Adam the responsibility so if I gave you the responsibility to tend to the garden, to have dominion over everything, the, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the everything that walks along the ground, if I get it, God has give, gave dominion to Adam, right? So if he gave him dominion, that means he trusted him with the responsibility to stand up against the serpent, which was something that crawled around the ground that Adam already had dominion over, right? He gave him responsibility and he let him live in that responsibility. He gave him dominion and he empowered him to take dominion. So he was watching, and this is my thoughts. Maybe he was watching Adam exercise his dominion, right? Maybe he was Maybe he was letting Adam exercise the dominion he, he's given him. So, look, men, you have one job. You have one job. You have to take responsibility for your actions. You have one job, and that's to take responsibility. If masculinity is the glad and sacrificial assumption of mask of, of responsibility, we have to take responsibility. And this is how you can start. Um, I, one of the, the, the guys I read a lot is Michael Foster. He said one thing to me when I, when he was on a podcast, when I did a podcast with him, uh, he was on, he was a guest on restoring heroes project. Right. One thing that stood out to me that he said was, 
make as little promises as you can but the ones you do make you knock it out of the park you fulfill to the utmost you go above and beyond so men number one to take responsibility be a man of your word right because your wife holds on to those things those things build up in your wife we can we can dismiss things we can compartmentalize but things don't work that way with your wife be a man of your word if you say you're going to do something now you have to do it if you say that you're going to wash the dishes but now it's midnight and you're tired congratulations you're not going to sleep until you wash the dishes if you say that you're going to take the kids out and let your wife have time but it's late congratulations your kids are going to be out at nine so your wife can have some time because you shouldn't have said it be a man of your word take responsibility for your words be a man of your word right secondly and you don't have to do it in order repent of the times and the ways when you're wrong repent when you're wrong ask forgiveness when you're wrong say that you're wrong accept the failures and as well as as the successes right so take responsibility because you really only have one job and that's to take responsibility over the things that god has commanded you to take responsibility over and you're not doing this alone so another tip number three read your bibles and pray to the lord fervently for direction wisdom your your proclivity so reading and praying is foundational for your spiritual growth read take your time to read read one verse memorize that verse meditate think about contemplate which means all means the same thing over over that one verse if you have to but pray fervently for god's direction pray fervently for god's wisdom as you take responsibility for your actions so let's let's do it let's do it again make as little promises as you possibly can and the ones you do make number one the ones you do make you fulfill repent for the times repent for your failures ask forgiveness for your failures admit that you're wrong when you're wrong and celebrate the successes when you have successes and number three read and pray read and pray connect draw near to god by reading and praying to him reading his word and praying to him it will change you it will change you and that's the best thing that's take responsibility do not avoid what like adam did do not avoid the presence of god because of your sin do not avoid the presence of god because of what you think he might say what you think he might feel because you are messed up you have sinned. no go into lean into the presence of the lord you really only have one job and that's to take responsibility
Again, I'm going to leave you with this quote and then we out. Masculinity is the glad sacrificial assumption of responsibility and counterfeit masculinity thrives in excuses. Don't be a counterfeit man. And that's all I got to say about that. Heroes, look, I need you to share with people. If you're not sharing this, this sauce, I need you to share, right? Um, follow me on Instagram, Hero Stuff Bro. Follow me on Twitter, Hero Stuff Bro. HeroStuffBro.com. But we are restoring Heroes Project. And I'm out. Whoop! -ah!